And welcome back to another wild episode of Interesting Facts with Chase. And guys, once again, thanks for always following us, being on this big ride we've had here since October and even season one of Factor Fantasy that started a year and a half ago. But man, what a powerful episode that was on Sunday. Uh, You know, cheers to the fallen. Uh, Raise your wands for Dobby one more time. Uh, Someone that's been there for us from the beginning of Chamber of Secrets all through this entire arc. I think that is the moment that really has affected me most probably in this book. I still even remember reading it uh, for the first time in high school, and that moment was definitely the most impactful to me just because he's been on such the biggest ride with us for so long. Uh, Dumbledore, of course, was really impactful and serious, and even Cedric Diggory back in Goblet of Fire, but it's just definitely something about when Dobby dies it really uh, will wind up hitting home for you if you've been on this ride since October. But we've got some really awesome stuff to get into today, guys. Uh, and I do want to say this. Can I get a wand core? Do you want more? <laughs> Back when I uh, remember uh, Josh was saying that a couple weeks ago. So uh, I do want to say that. Can I get a wand core? Do you want more? But we got an awesome episode today. Uh, and we're going to actually list out all the different wand cores. So that's going to be a pretty awesome thing. And it's going to be cool to hear about different wand cores, ones that aren't just in uh, the British Ministry of Magic that are known there. But we're going to hear about ones in the United States, ones in Brazil, ones in other areas. So let's go ahead and dive into it today. So interesting facts. This is interesting facts, chapters 22 through 24. So Scabior. So he was one of the new Snatchers that has been there. Remember, he was in the book being mentioned along with Vineyard Grayback. But so Scabior and Scabior, I wasn't a big fan of this. We'll talk about this in the difference episodes, uh, differences episodes that we'll get into uh, next week um, with the film. I wasn't a big fan of this because they really made Scabior like the big head honcho here, like the big Snatcher here, where in the book it was Vineyard Grayback, which was such a big big important piece because he played a big role in Half-Blood Prince. Uh, so going into this, so Scabior, he was one of the new Snatchers mentioned, but he was born before 1980. Exact date isn't known, but most believed uh, he was a Slytherin at Hogwarts. Um, he did have knowledge of the dungeons and the Slytherin common rooms at Hogwarts, which is why they believe he was a Slytherin. But once again, nothing is confirmed on that. Uh, but he was imprisoned in Azkaban and released sometime before the Second Wizarding War. Uh, other than this, there is just little that's known actually about his life. Remember, Harry gets hit in the face with that stinging jinx because Hermione wants to make sure he's not recognizable uh, when they get taken in so that he's not recognized by, by Voldemort and also the people at Malformed Manor. Uh, and this is on page 450 at the bottom. Um, so the stinging jinx, what that is, is that incantation isn't known. This is a little bit of a review for you, though. But it is a jinx or a hex. You point the wand at the per- at the target, and the- it's white in color. It stings the flesh. It's a dark charm that's categorized as. It produces a red brand uh, on the person that is the target and will leave a scorch mark as well as cause swelling. So on page 471... So Bellatrix says to Griffhook, is it the true sword? So we're going to talk about the sword of Gryffindor a little bit today. So it was made in the 10th century by goblins, 
fashioned from pure silver. It is in set with rubies. Uh, Godric Gryffindor's name is engraved on it, and the sword was made to Godric's expectations by Ragnuk I, who is the finest of all goblins and silversmiths. Uh, Ragnuk coveted the sword so much that he pretended Godric stole it from him and sent goblins to steal it back. Uh, Godric did defeat Ragnuk's goblins that he sent on them, but didn't kill them and sent them back bewitched. Ragnet actually left the sword in Godric's possession, but still resented him for the rest of his life, and it's said that goblins still believe the sword was actually stolen from Ragnet by Godric, but this is a rumor and partly as a result of the belief that some goblin-made items rightfully belong to goblins rather than the heirs of those who have purchased them. So, now we're going to get into our big section today, which is the wand cores, all the different wand cores listed. So, uh, of course, the main ones that we do talk about is uh, Phoenix Feather, you got Unicorn Hair, and Dragon Heartstring. Um, so, Ollivander even made a statement. He said, early in my career, as I watched my wand-making father wrestle with substandard wand core materials, such as kelpie hair i conceived the ambition to discover the finest cores and to work only with those when my time came to take over the family business this i have done after much experimentation and research i concluded that only the substances produced wands of quality to which i am happy with give the illustrious name olivander unicorn hair dragon heartstring and phoenix feather each of these is costly and rare materials has its own distinctive properties and that's a quote straight from pottermore so the dragon core dragon heartstring as a rule dragon heartstrings produce wands with the most power uh, which are capable of the most flamboyant spells dragon wands tend to learn more quickly than other types also they can change allegiance from one of the original masters to another fairly easily and dragon wands tend to be the easiest to turn to the dark arts though it will not incline that it's a way of its own accord it is also the most prone of these cores to cause accidents by being somewhat temperamental phoenix tail feather so phoenix feathers are capable of the greatest range of magic though they may take longer than dragon or unicorn cores to reveal this they actually show the most intuitive and sometimes acting on their own accord of quality, which sometimes witches and wizards dislike. Phoenix feather wands are always the pickiest of wands when it comes to potential owners, and this is because of their creature form, which has been taken on the most independent and detached from the world. Uh, unicorn hair cores. So unicorn hair generally produces the most consistent magic. It is the least subject to fluctuations and blockages. Wands with unicorn cores are most difficult to turn to the dark arts. They are the most faithful and usually remain strongly attached to their first owner, Vila. So now we're going to go into some of the wand cores that aren't as well known. Vila hair is actually a wand core. An example of a person with a Vila hair wand core is actually Flor Delacour. Vila hair wands uh, are from the hair of a Vila. Uh, and then a basilisk horn is another not as known wand core. So a basilisk horn, one that's most notably used a basilisk horn, was Salazar Slytherin himself. 
uh, Wampus Cat. So this is in America, they used a lot of these wand cores. So Wampus Cat, which is actually house um, symbol of a Livermoney School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which is in the United States. Wampus Cat here was used by American wand makers such as Johannes Jonker. That is also a symbol of a Livermoney School that is using wand cores is thunderbird tail feathers thunderbirds are cousins of the phoenix that are capable of causing storms uh snallygaster so snallygaster heartstring core so that comes from a snallygaster uh these cores were actually sold by azolt sayer which azolt sayer uh, started the Olivermoni school jackalopes so jackalope antlers were also cores so you know, uh, that's the rabbit that has the antler that's used a lot in North American folklore. But um, another one is the Rougarou. These are dangerous dogs and magical beasts that inhabit the United States, very similar to werewolves. They have the head of a dog and then the body of a human. Some believe that hair is in connection with the dark arts. Serafina Pickery was a former president of the Makusa and has a hair in her wand. Um, thestral hair core. So the only known thestral hair core that exists is the elder wand. It is argued to be the most powerful of wand cores. Uh, troll facial hairs are also known to have been wand cores, but not stable at all. These are actually considered very inadequate wand material. However, it is possible to make a wand out of this. Uh, Dittany actually can even be a wand cork. So remember we talked about last episode, the essence of Dittany in the potion. Uh, but Dittany is a magical plant and it can be used as a wand core. Horned serpents. So the horn of a horned serpent has been known to be used at a, as a wand core. Uh, these are large magical snakes with a multitude of abilities. The core was actually used by Isolt Sayer, who established a Livermoney school of witchcraft and wizardry in the United States. It was said to be exceptionally powerful. Um, we did talk about the story of this on our interesting facts early on this season. Uh, the wand core itself is sensitive to possil tongue. It is said to vibrate when possil tongue is being spoken. The core also warns the owner of danger by emitting a low musical tone. White river monster spines. Those also can be wand cores. They come from white river monsters who are magical and native to the White River in Arkansas, United States. The wand core was exclusively used by Tiago Quintana. Uh, the cores were thought to produce great elegance and force. A bone has been used for wand cores. There's no evidence to suggest one bone is better than the other, but it has been used. Shell has also been used. Once again, there is no evidence that one shell is better than the other in wand cores. However, Newt Scamander did have a wand with elements of shell in it, as an example. Uh, coral has been used. Grigorovich has been known to use coral in some of his wands. Karupa, a hair core. So what that is, is Karupa is a redhead forest-dwelling dwarves native to Brazil. So these wand cores are used a lot in Brazil. It is a notoriously unstable wand core, but it has been expressed that if the wand chooses the person, you are a very talented wizard if you have this wand core. Kelpie hair. 
comes from Kelpies. They're shape-shifting water demons uh, native to Great Britain. Uh, Ollivander actually denounced the usage of Kelpie hair in his wands. Ollivander said, Early in my career, as I watched my wand-making father wrestling with substandard wand core materials such as Kelpie hair, I conceived the ambition to discover the finest wand cores. And that's why Ollivander only uses Phoenix Feather, Dragon Heart String, and Unicorn Hair in his wand cores. So as we're closing out here, I wanted to go over the four main wand makers that were in the United States of America because they were very well known, but they're not very known in the books of Harry Potter because it doesn't expand on it as much. Violetta Beavis. Uh, So she was born sometime before 1909 in New Orleans, United States of America. She was one of the four wand makers in the United States. For many years, she kept her cores regarded as secret, but later it was discovered as Rugaru hair. So she's the one that's known for the Rugaru hair. All of her wands were often associated with dark magic. Iago Quintana. Uh, So he was born sometime before 1909. His wands were known to cause a sensation to be used to display force and elegance. He fiercely guarded the secret of luring river monsters in to use them as wand cores up until his death. And then these wands were no longer made. Shakoba Wolf was born before 1909 and she was Chakata descent best known for crafting intricately carved wands that contained thunderbird tail feathers. These wands were sought after by monsters of transfiguration, thought of as powerful but difficult to master. She was also mentioned in the New York Ghost in 1926, and the New York Ghost uh, is America's Daily Prophet, is basically what that is. Is that newspaper. And we spoke about, about that before. Joanne Stalker. So he was born sometime before 1909. His father was an uh, exceptional cabinet maker, which gave him early experience in wood making. His wands were highly sought after and could be easily identified by the mother of pearl lay-in that he had in his wands. Uh, Jonkers experimented with many wand types, but eventually settled on Wampus Cat as the majority of his wand cores in his wands. Uh, In 1926, he was a popular wand maker and was listed on the MACUSA, Magical Congress of the United States, wand permit form. So guys, now you've heard every single wand core and you've learned the ones that are not just most popular, which is you know, Phoenix Tail Feather, Unicorn Hair, and Dragon Heartstring that Ollivander used. Keep in mind, you know, they used to talk about Ollivander's wands were even considered not necessarily the most competitive because sometimes they weren't exactly stable. So uh, now you've heard some of the other ones, not ones that are necessarily as known. It would be badass to have a Rugaru hair wand. I think that would be sick. But yeah, guys, now you've heard just some more information on wand course so you know there's more than just three. But guys, once again, thanks again for all you do for us, uh, following us on every platform. It really means a lot. You know, we're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Cast, any of those places. You know, you can get us, find us anywhere. And thanks for following on YouTube. It really does mean a lot. Cast a spell on that subscribe button. 
hit that notification bell. Uh, go to our website, ridiculouspatronus.blogspot.com. You can follow us on Twitter at rpfactorfantasy. You can go follow us on Instagram at jnelly83. You can follow me on Instagram, rbrow129. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at officialridiculouspatronus. You can follow us on TikTok now. Mine's chasebrown013. Uh, you can follow Jay Nelly on TikTok. He's on there. You can follow our main TikTok account, which is official Ridiculous Patronus. And you'll see some cool stuff, even some clips from this. Won't give you the whole episode, but at least you'll get some ideas on what to expect from week to week. Or maybe if you miss something, it'll give you an idea on what you missed. And you can go back and see the episode. Uh, and once again, guys, definitely write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love the reviews. Uh, we see all the comments you always leave. Uh, leaving us comments on YouTube, sending us emails. Every single one of those really means the world to us, and we can't think enough. And we are on the back half now. We are on that fourth quarter, the final ride uh, of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, getting to the top of the mountain. We are almost there, and this Hogwarts Express is almost off the rails. Uh, once again, guys, this has been Chase, another episode of Interesting Facts with Chase from Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. It's been a ridiculous production. Signing off. Uh-huh.